What's going on, family? This is Pastor Paul from Free Life Community Church, and you are listening to Practicum Podcast, a podcast where we take our last week's sermons and go a little bit deeper um, and just talk about how we can live out the Word of God practically in our own lives. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week so far. Man, last week... Uh, that would be March 6th with a powerful, powerful uh, worship service. I invited my friends. Uh, they're called the Gospel. No, they're called the Revelation Gospel Band. And I would like to say I could be wrong, but they're a Pan-African um, worship band. So we got people from the Congo, Uganda, people that speak Swahili, and they came out and just blessed us and led us into worship. And so we at Free Life Community Church were intentional about living this uh, Revelation 7-9 type of church where every nation, tribe, and tongue come together to glorify God. So it was a powerful um, service. And for some of us or some of you guys that have been following us, we've just ended our sermon series uh, called Life in Love. So I pray that you were blessed uh, throughout those sermon series on how do we live a life in love. And we looked at a couple of people in the Bible uh, to give us uh, some good examples. How do we live a life in love that's more than just feelings, more than just this emotional way of living, but a practical way, a hands-on way of living. If you want to know more about uh, that, you can always check out our our uh, past uh, podcast episodes um, on any major platform. And so that's been a good time. And so for this Sunday, um, we had a joint service, which means our Kamai service, a Kamai speaking service and our English speaking service were together, worshiping together. And we talked about going on this journey with God, with his people. Um, And we just wanted to remind ourselves, especially our church people, that we're on a journey right now. For some of you guys know, and they've been following Free Life Community Church, we are a new church plant in the city of Westminster that's been planted, oh, I would say almost coming up on eight months, um, March, April, May, June. Yeah, eight months. Um, and so as we continue to journey together, we just wanted to remind our uh, people and just remind you as well as listeners that we're on this journey with God, right? Um, and so Pastor Khan started off by talking about that we as a people of God must be on this journey together, and we are called the church And no matter where the destination is, um, no matter how we're going to get there, as long as we do it with God, um, we should be okay. And then I closed off um, our time saying, well, if we're going to journey with God, um, where do we start from? Right? Where do we start from? I'm sorry. If we're going to journey with people, if we're going to journey with the church, where do we start from? And we start from journeying with God. And I got this from, um, I referenced Mark 8 34 that says, Then he called to the crowd to him along with his disciples and says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And so when Jesus um, called out his first couple of disciples, you know, they didn't have like, hey, welcome to this like launch party of this church or welcome to like a info night or anything like that. He just straight up told them, hey, follow me, right? This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be doing. And so follow me if you want to know what real life is about. But when we follow Jesus, we have to remember a couple of a few things uh, that Jesus Um, not only teaches us, but may require. And I think it's this um, sense of requirement where like he's not like, 
you know, uh, in a sense, demanding us, but also telling us a new way of living. And so if you want to uh, live uh, in life with Christ and journey with him, there is a certain things that we must do as people. And especially in the Western world, we don't like do- we don't like that. We don't like people telling us what to do and how to live. And so I think when we talk about journeying in Christ and journeying with God, uh, we have to uh, kind of switch our minds to this mentality of what is Jesus uh, asking of us and why do we need to, to, to change up our lives um, in order to do this? And for me, simply is because it teaches us that we are not the center of the universe right? We're not the center. And we have to remind of this uh, every single day. Um, I think that the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is what? You shall not obey or bow down to any other God, obey any other God except me. And we see this in the life of when we see Daniel's story, uh, the three um, and the burning furnace story. We see this in the Moses story where God is a center of everything. And we have to be reminded of this. God is the center of our lives. If we're going to follow Jesus, we have to remember that Christ is in the center. Everything that we do must go towards him. And that is a very hard fact or a hard lesson that we learn as Christian because, you know, in this world, uh, we're not living for God, right? The world is not living for God. And so what does the world tell us to do? Well, live for your family, live for your career, live for your desires, live for your ambitions. Uh, nowhere in, um, I think, the Constitution says live for God or, or follow Jesus, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we as Christians, we have to kind of decide if we're going to choose Jesus, yes. There is a life that he's teaching us how to live, and that life is countercultural to the world that we live in. So, if we're looking at these verses, there's three things practically that I think that they think we can think about as we continue to live um, journey with God. And that's number one. It says, number one, uh, coming from. Um, the verse Mark eight thirty four, uh, it says, then he called to the crowd to him along with the disciples and says, whoever wants to be my disciple. That's number one. Whoever wants to be Jesus's disciple. And that's telling us that ultimately we have a choice, right? We have a choice that we can make. You have a choice that you can make. Uh, you make choices every single day. So you have a choice that if you want to follow Jesus or not. I wrote this in a post last time. It says, even though I was introduced to Christ, it was my decision to follow him. It was. You can retweet that if you want. Um, I was introduced to Jesus. I was very fortunate enough to, to grow up in a, in a family that loved God, feared God's word, and... Um, and I was fortunate enough to hear the gospel. There's there, there's people out in the world uh, that ha- don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel, but I did. But at the end of the day, it was my choice to follow. Um, and I think that's where I think maybe the church um, or people that's um, uh, maybe left the church maybe thinking is that they didn't have a choice. Um, they didn't have a choice to, to not follow Jesus or decide if they wanted to follow Jesus. They've been told. And yes, they might have been true. But what Jesus is saying is, whoever wants to be my disciple, Jesus is giving you a choice. Right. So let's not blame the church and say, well, well, Jesus didn't give me a choice or God didn't give me a choice. I had to believe in God. Uh, maybe that was a family rule that you had to go to church. But what the Bible says is you are, you do have a choice to believe in Jesus. Um, and to be his disciples. 
And so God invites us, right? God invites us to this relationship uh, to follow him, to journey with him, to be alongside him. Uh, and, and that's the choice that we make. But with that choice comes some responsibilities, right? Uh, what do they say in Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibilities. Um, Loki, I think uh, Marvel does a great job of creating movies that are, uh, you can be very relatable to the Bible at times. Um, but but at the same time, if we're going to follow Jesus, what does it says? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, must deny themselves. Does that mean that we have to neglect who we are or, 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 or kind of forget who we are? I don't think so. I think what deny ourselves means make sure that we are not the center of our universe. Make sure that we are not the center of the earth. Make sure that our priorities are not priorities to better ourselves, to better our careers, to better even our families, but our priorities is to 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 glorify God's name. And if we're going to glorify God's name and continue to follow him, that we have to empty our desires, we have to empty our ambitions, because ultimately those desires and those ambitions lead to sometimes not glorifying God, but glorifying ourselves. Um, and I think this is very important for us to know that the more and more you empty yourselves and you invite the Holy Spirit in, the more and more God can reveal things about himself through you so that ultimately people can come to the light and know the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we're here for. That's what, that's, that is what's going to give us peace. That is what is going to give us happiness because the, what the world gives us is stress the world, what gives us is higher gas prices. If you're not looking at the news these days, what the world is giving us is more war. The war, the what the world is giving us is more division. And there are people that try to do good works, but at the same time, ultimately, it comes from our identity in Christ, who we are in Christ. And so what is a Christian at the end of the day? Christians are not people that just behave well and do good things. Christians are people that are trying to be like Christ, right? Christians are little Jesuses, little Christ. And so for you listeners out there and for the Free Life family, if you decide to follow Jesus, the first thing we must do is deny ourselves, empty ourselves, make sure our priorities, make sure our decisions, make sure everything that we do is not about glorifying our family or, uh, or making our stocks higher, but it's glorifying God. Allowing ourselves to know that God is above and everything above us. He is the beginning and the end. Um, and and allowing and and living that type of life out in the Bible talk calls us to live a sacrificial life, right? A life that is always about giving generosity and hospitality. Um, and so, you know, I think Christianity has been so inwardly focused on growing the the growing the seats of the four walls of the church that we sometimes forget being a Christian is an outwardly life. Is a life that is outside, continuing to bring people not to the four walls, but bring people to Jesus. Now, the four walls can you be used as a tool, but it's not the end all, be all. I mean, in order to do that, we have to continue to make sure that we deny ourselves, so that Jesus can be shown through our bodies and our life and our mind and our language. So, number one, you have a choice of being a Christian. 
You do. Each and every one of you can decide today if you want to lay down your life after knowing the good news of Jesus Christ, that while we were sinners, God continues to love us. But because of the sin, we are separated from God. And the only way we can be back in relationship with God is somebody has to pay uh, the ransom for the sins because God cannot be with sin. And because God loves us so much and he we do not and he does not want us to go to hell. Yes, I said the word uh, that he he sacrificed his own son, Jesus Christ, to save us, to make sure that we live a life that is in constantly in relation to God. And what that does is, is allows us to continue to be uh, the witnesses and allows us to be the light and the salt of the earth to continue to 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 be the way, to be an avenue, to be the tool so for others can be, uh, so others can know and know Jesus. And one way we do that is, uh, secondly, is we deny ourselves. We let everything go about our mind, about our heart, even about uh, what we believe in so that Jesus can be shown through our lives. And lastly, um, after we deny ourselves, you know, this is getting harder and harder. We have to take up the cross, and what that means is taking up the cross is, well, what do we know about the cross so far? I think a lot of the times um, we think the cross is a sign of peace or the cross is a sign of um, uh, so, like, you know, I'm going to use a big word like jubilation, this type of praise and worship. But at the same time, if you look at the biblical context of what the cross is about, it's pain, it's death, it's it's probably uh it's, it's probably the most painful death for an individual. And Jesus had to carry that cross from, from the courtyards all the way to Mount Calvary. And I think what I saw about the cross was is about like 600 yards from the courtyard to the mountain. And so when he was carrying that cross, not only was he carrying it, it was heavy. Um, it was painful. Um, and so... Uh, and before the cross, he was even whipped and flogged. So he's he's in excruciating pain, lifting the cross. And the Bible tells us is that whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And so taking up the cross means everything that we know, all the shame, all the neglect, all the thing is fully relying on the authority of Jesus. That's what it means to take up the cross. Although life might be truly uh, sometimes painful to live, and sometimes there are so many things, we're, we're taking all those things and putting it in the feet of Jesus. A lot of the times we as Christians, we say that, that we bring everything to God. But I'm questioning some of us that are we bringing our shame to God? Are we bringing our neglect to God? Are we bringing some of the pains and the sorrows that we have? Are we bringing our hate to God and laying it down at the foot of the cross and saying, this is what I'm offering. This is everything that I have, the good, the bad, the ugly. Jesus, take over. Be the authority of my life so that I can die to my sins but and be risen through your resurrection. And that's what, you know, Easter is all about. Easter and this Lenten season um, is about knowing and and reflecting on the things of who we are, um, how we lived thus far, and then saying on Easter and saying, we're going to die to the cross. We're going to die of our sins so that we can be risen with Jesus. That's what it means. When we're risen with Christ, 
means all the problems, all the sorrows, all the things that used to define me are no more. And now I am fully, fully in relationship with Jesus. I chose to follow Jesus. I chose to deny myself, empty myself so I can live a life that is in relationship with Jesus. I chose to take everything that I have, bring everything that I know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the pain, all the sorrow, all the joy, all the the the, the accolades and acknowledgments I received and fully rely on Jesus's authority. That's what we're saying. Um, And so being a Christian is not something that we should take lightly, my friends. Being a follower of Jesus is a radical move which means that we're saying that we're not going to be with culture. We're not going to you know, listen to culture and what culture says. And sometimes even the laws that are set, if it doesn't go along, if it, if, it, if it goes against the conviction that I have as a Christian, sometimes disobedience has to take place in order for us to fully obey Jesus. And I think, especially in the world that we live in today, uh, more and more I see that we have a decision to make. We must make a decision decision. We cannot serve two masters, right? The Bible says you cannot serve two masters. You only have one, and that is Jesus. And even with the word master, it's not about, you know, owning us in in that kind of sense, but knowing who's um, above us, ahead of us, and in control, which is Christ, because we don't have the power to do that. Right, even in your marriage, even in your walk, we don't have the strength all the time to carry everything of the world. But you know who does have the strength? It's Jesus Christ. And I, you know how I know that is by the Word of God. How we took a, a man with a son of God who knew no sin, who had no sin, but took on the ransom for sin, so that we might live free. We might live free in freedom so that we can continue to point people back to Jesus because that's where hope lives. That's where peace lives. That's where acceptance lives. And so my family and friends, um, continue, continue. If you're going to follow Jesus, deny yourselves, right? Make sure that they don't see you, but make sure they see the light of Christ. That's what I want my family to see me as. I don't want them to see me as a father. I don't want them to see me as a pastor of a church. I want them to see me as somebody that's radically in love with a radical God and bring everything to Christ. Don't leave anything out. Don't hide anything because you can't. And so the more that we expose ourselves, the more the vulnerable we have in front of Christ, I think the more Jesus will keep that in favor and know how to use that for the glory of God. So I pray that each and every one of you continue to journey with God and have, have a blessed week. Continue to fast and pray through this Lenten season until we meet again, brothers and sisters. We're praying for you in Jesus name. Amen. God bless.